Yes, what up, Talking Fight fans? Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, special episode of Knuckle Up at Four with Mike Orr and Cedric Ben, bringing you the young, hungry, undefeated, undiscovered prospects from around the world. And we have him in the we have him in the chair today, folks. And that's none other than Bruce Shoe Shoe Carrington. Finally got him. We get him. <laughs> Yo, excellent. Thank you for taking some time out to come and join us, man. I heard you got in a little yeah. bit of a fender bender last time, so you know. Good thing nothing happened to you, man. And thanks for coming yeah, out yeah. to talk to us about you and your career and the whole story, man. Because we want to let everybody know about <clears> you. <throat> you know, you are the winner of two Knockout of the Week awards. Guys, if you haven't seen that yet, go check out that episode. He helps us, yeah. uh, you know, chime up a new uh, a champion. But yeah. And even be before we get into, into the full story, I, you know, I was telling, we were talking about this before that. We felt that it was it was very important that uh you know that we were really trying hard to get you on the show because we know i mean we do this you know we try to get you know boxes all the time but specifically with you you know we can see see the future that you know yeah not saying we can see the the, the pound for pound future for you yeah. so you know we want to get you on right now not not to say that you're gonna get too big for us but we we know that at the best you gonna get up there and you might not have time to to, to, to come back so we want to make sure to get you on now you know, yeah. before your, your your career just goes boom like that. Yeah. So and then and then when it does go much. like this, we're gonna be we're gonna get the exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. No, I appreciate you guys for having go. me. One hundred percent, man. Like I, I was already excited to be, you know, on the show with you guys, and now that it's happening, you know, I'm I'm super excited, man. Excellent. Excellent. Go. Bruce, what age did you start boxing, man? When did this all start? Oh uh, well, I started boxing at the age of seven. I'm, I'm 25 now. And uh, so I've been in the game for about, you know, almost uh, 18, about 18 years. Mm -hmm. And um, I started because, you know, I was always like a short, scrawny kid. And, uh, you know, I always looked younger than my age. Like even me telling people that I'm 25, they're like, oh, yeah, I, can't I thought you were like, hey, you're <laughs> 19, 20, something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I so <laughs> it was always like that. Even when I was like seven, I, I, looked even young. I was like, I looked younger than that. And uh, kids used to always try to bully me while I was in school. And the funny thing was, though, was the fact that I beat up the bullies that try to bully me, you know? <laughs> so it wasn't like, you know, these guys like kind of get over me. They were like two times my size, the kids two grades above me. And you know, when you're that young, like that matters. Like, oh, you know, yes, 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 yes. And, and I was- That's, that's I was two weight classes, down. that's two weight classes up. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was over there chopping down that tree and, you know, beating yeah. up, you know? So uh, it was like um, my dad, he kind of noticed that like, he didn't realize that I had that in me because even in the house, like I was like a real, you know, I was, you know, just a quiet kid. But, you know, I was I never got into no trouble. So he, he didn't see that anger. And he like, oh, man, my shoe shoe, like, you know, my, my nickname is shoe shoe. Yeah. You know? yeah, like that's my little man. I don't see him, you know, fighting these big guys and beating these big guys up. So he put me inside the gym. Mm -hmm. Mind you, we was already watching boxing. Because, uh, you know, um, I'm from the neighborhood of Mike Tyson, Zap Judah, Danny Jacobs, Brownsville. 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 Bo, Channing Briggs. Like, I'm from I'm from the neighborhood where all of them guys are from. So, you know, boxing is kind of a big thing over there. Yeah. And I used to watch guys like Curtis Stevens when he was coming up in the ranks undefeated. Uh, Louis Calazzo, he was world champ. Uh, Saddam Ali and Daniel Jacobs when they were at the top of their game in the amateurs. Uh, 
Yeah, Shannon Briggs. There's just a bunch of guys that I saw on TV, and I'm just training in the gym with them. I'm just starstruck. I'm like, oh man, like this is crazy. <laughs> and there was this kid that probably came into the gym about a week before I did. And it was about like a month in the training, and he was kind of like a bully too as well. And I told my coach, like, man, I want to spar him. Let me spar him. Man, I'm sparred. I beat him up so bad. He never uh, <laughs> back to the gym again. Yeah. He never came back to the gym again. <laughs> At that moment, I was like, yeah, I think I'm a boxer for the rest of my life. I like this. I fell in love with it. And, I, and it was crazy now that I think about it. It's like, I at the age of seven, I made a, a decision that was going to lock me in for the rest of my life. And I'm 25 now, and I don't regret that seven-year-old decision whatsoever. Right. You know? nice. So you crazy. knew at seven years old, this is what you wanted to do. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. That's cool. Cause my son's six right now. I'm trying to get him involved. He don't want nothing to do with boxing. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like just make it a game for him to try to get him involved. But anyway, so yeah. what else? Like what? Um, as far as you were when you were coming up as the amateurs, when did you? When did you like? You know, between novice and 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 being open class, you know, it's a big difference. When did you mm -hmm. get that confidence in yourself to be like, okay, like this is, you know, I, I know you said you you always want to be in boxing, but like everyone says they want to be in boxing until they actually get in the ring and and, and realize, yeah. you know, how, how hard it is. So when for you, when did you realize for you like, all right, yes, this is this is what I can do and I know I could excel at this sport? To be honest, if, if, if I'm, you know, honestly speaking, it was actually not until 2018. Wow. To be honest. Wow. Yeah, uh, I always, you know, I had it, I had the talent and thing, but I never had the confidence because I didn't think, you know, in my mind, I don't know why, I, I just didn't think I was good enough. But I was always having these close decisions with these top level boxers without training as hard as they were. Mm -hmm. And you know, back in 2018, I was actually about to walk away from the sport. I was actually. I was actually in a mental space to where it was like a lot of things was going on outside of boxing. Then inside of the of the squared circle, it was like, you know, things weren't going my way that I wanted it to go. And I was just getting frustrated and I kind of wanted to hang up the gloves for, for real. But my dad, he kind of like pulled my coat and he was like, yo, bro, like you never really surrendered to the sport. You have a split decision uh, 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 losses with these top level guys, these number one guys. Imagine if you train and if you surrender to the sport, if you wake up four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, going running these miles and training three times a day, you train it once a day. Like I used to really just do just enough and think that I was supposed to surpass everybody. Mm -hmm. That was how my mental was. It was weak. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, a runner up on oh, oh, a, a, a silver medal was good enough. Number two was good enough. Like I was that type of guy, mm -hmm. you know, and once he you know he put that in my head i'm like you know what all right let me, let's let's try it and let's see how far it goes if, if it doesn't go good then you know it is what it is but if it goes the way how you're saying it's supposed to go then we got then, you know we gonna we gonna see how far we're gonna take this like you know we gonna see you know how how good this is gonna go and i did that and i qualified for the pan-american team mm -hmm. uh i, I um Got, I, fired, I finally got on the USA team uh, for in the amateurs. Um, and then after that, being with them, I started to get international experience and I started to find like a whole new love for the game. Mm 
Right. A whole different, like, I'm around all these top-level, you know, elite guys, Tiger Johnson, uh, Keyshawn Davis, uh, Duke Reagan, Troy Isley, Richard Torres, and yeah. and then even in the girls, the girls team that had uh, Virginia Fuchs, uh, O'Shea Jones, Rashida Ellis, uh, Naomi Graham. You got all these different top-level people. Mm-hmm. If you're around those top-level people, it's, it's like you have no other choice but to elevate. With you, right? you know what I'm saying? Game. Step up your game. Then after that, I won the Olympic trials. I was actually uh, the, uh, the last seed. I was the last seed in the Olympic trials. And I fought the number one seed the first day, which is Duke Reagan. And, you know, I won that fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's then I, then I went on and won the whole tournament. And I won the whole tournament with, uh, what was that award? The best boxer, the, the best yeah. boxer of the war. Yeah. Of the best boxer of the war. Yeah. And, you know, it was just one thing after another that I was just, you know, just, winning because I fully dedicated myself to the sport and really found a new love for it. It kind of, you know, took, you know, a lot out of me when mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go to the Olympics. Right. You know, I did everything I was supposed to do. Like I won the Olympic trials, I qualified for the team and everything. But once COVID happened and mm-hmm. they, we couldn't, you know, do the qualifications to go to Tokyo, the, uh, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, they had decided to use the rankings from, 2017 to 2019 and around that time i wasn't at the weight class that i qualified for the u.s um, for i mean for the for the u.s team and, you know yeah, okay so so that's where all the that- bullshit came <laughs> in. yeah okay okay so yeah use yeah go ahead mike go ahead yeah, yeah. um so when you were you know how, how did you manage to um you know keep your academics up along with doing boxing did you find it hard Ooh. to do that Oh yeah, that it was, it was a struggle uh, juggling that. To be honest, um, but luckily I had you know both of my parents. It was kind of like a balance in my life because my mom was kind of strict on me with school. My dad was strict on me with boxing because right. so I kind of had that. It was always like, oh, as soon as you go from as soon as you got from school, you uh, you uh, go do your homework, then you go to the gym. It was nothing first. Like I had to do my schoolwork first before I went to the gym. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but it was it was a struggle because. I would have to go to tournaments while I'm in school and the tournaments will be like about a week, you know, at a time. And yeah, you know, yeah. you're missing a week from school, you gotta catch up every time and yeah. then explain to your teachers and sometimes do PM do do night school or or just all these after school academics and extra extracurricular activities and whatnot just to make up your work. Like yeah. it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. It right. was a drag. But, you know, I was super happy. I was super happy when I got out of uh, high school to be able to, you know, dedicate my life to the sport because um, that's the main thing I wanted to do is just graduate high school. I didn't go to college um, because I just felt like, you know, the things that I needed to do, I needed to dedicate myself to to boxing in order for Mm -hmm. me to become, you know, the best and be where I would be where I am today. Yeah, right. The... uh so you miss you, you miss the Olympics all because of this pandemic crap and all the politics that were involved. Um, the the choice to go pro, how did that come about to finally sign and go pro? And well, it was actually you know it's funny. I was actually thinking about going pro back in 2016. Okay. Because in 2016 I was the U.S. Uh, Olympic alternate for the uh, 132 pound weight. Time out. How how old were you in 2016? I was 19. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, again, you, see, you look younger than 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. 
Yeah, but uh, I made the conscious decision not going pro then because yeah. around that time I didn't have any international experience. Like I, I didn't, you know, and then I was underdeveloped. I didn't have my uh, man strength yet. And my mental wasn't where it is now. Like right. my mental had to be where it is now in order for me to have the success that I'm having right now. Like there was no way I was going to continue to wing it because boxing, like whatever you, you're not doing in the gym, best believe is going to show in the ring. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, back in 2016, like I knew that I was not gonna turn pro around that time. A lot of people was like shooting out offers, uh, um, even like, you know, people that was inside the gym, they were wondering like, oh man, you're gonna wait until you're 23, 24 uh, to turn pro and stuff like that. Like you're gonna be older. I mean, nah, like I have things to do and I have certain things to finish. Like, yeah, you know, my path is my path. My time is my time. And exactly. I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna do it on my own time. So, and I'm super happy that I, I, I was able to turn pro at the time that I did because my accolades, you know, it showed, you know, a lot of people started to know me because my, my brand, I started to, you know, just promote myself more at, while I was yeah. an amateur, you know, yeah. uh, on social media and whatnot. So my brand got bigger and I already came into the pros with a big fan base. Like if yeah. you see like in my last fight, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, it was yeah. the third bout of the, it was the third bout of the night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was very early in the card and the whole, you know, theater of uh, the Hulu theater yeah, was, was packed. packed up, exactly. You know? So so yeah, that that that, that right there speaks volume. And mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to come to the negotiation uh table, the negotiation table with leverage. And yeah, that exactly. right there leverage, you know. So uh and yeah, that's that was the that's what thing. that's those are the little things that you know separate you from a lot of uh, um, up and coming boxes, you know, a lot of people that don't think about the the business part of it. A lot of people just tell you, you know, just go in there and fight. But you gotta, I, I always yeah. remind people, this is this is their their job. This is how they pay their bills. This is how they feed their family. Yeah. So it's not just about going in there and fighting somebody just just for your entertainment. You gotta think exactly. about the business, the, the business part for your future too. So it's very good that you have that uh, you know that 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 business mentality. Yeah, you know, honestly, there's there are a lot of boxers that don't have that mentality early on in their career, man, and they end up getting getting screwed over, man, by that 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 political bullshit that goes on in boxing that we all know and love, <clears throat> unspoken stuff in politics. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's great that you've been educated in in it and to to you know help guide yourself yeah. through all the thick and thin of what this career mm-hmm. is going to bring you. Um, that being said. Uh, what are some of your short-term goals? What do you see? Where do you see yourself in the next six months to like a year? Uh, well, I wanna. I would say like in the next. Uh, well, over to the end of the year, I wanna fight at least three more times before the year ends. Um, nice. Not including this. That's what I like to hear. Not including yeah. the one in June. Not including the next fight. Like I would like to fight three more times after this next fight. Like Got yes, it. I wanna be busy. I wanna stay busy because in the amateurs, like that's the our thing. Like we was yeah. always staying busy fighting and I noticed every single time I fought I got exponentially better because of that you know mm-hmm. being staying active so yeah no I want to stay as active as I can for these at least these next two years um you know I'm shooting for a prospect of the year yeah. um you know definitely one definitely would love to get that um I just want to just continue to put on you know a crowd how can we vote how can we vote on that we should be able to. Vote I have no really. idea. I honestly well, have no idea. I'll, I'll, figure, I'll figure it out, man. And we'll yeah, see yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly sure. have no idea. But even so, man, like I just want to just continue to just you know get better and better. 
if I do get the prospect of the year, if I don't, just know that my name will be remembered and I will be a name to watch each and every single time I fight, I, I step in that ring. Definitely. You're definitely yeah. becoming a household name quickly, man. That's for sure. Yeah, thank but, you. Uh, and, and honestly, your social media, that's how I stumbled upon you. That's how I got oh, yeah. you before you're pro, before you turn pro, man. That's that's how I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this kid, man. This is one of these guys. He's going to be big things once he hits the paid ranks. And uh, thank honestly, you. Thank you. I, I, was, I wasn't lying, man. As soon as you hit these paid <laughs> ranks, bro, you Question. just lay them out. Lay them yeah, out. For yeah, for sure. What are some of the strengths that uh, that you believe that you have that make you the great athlete that you are and make you stand out in your division? Uh, well, I think my boxing IQ. Um, I think my boxing IQ was up there with the best of them, to be honest. Um, you know, I spar with guys like, you know, uh, Tank Davis, uh, Shakur mm. Stevenson, Keith Davis. And those guys, like, you know, it's always like a chess match when I get in there with them. Mm. Uh, like, I feel like, you know, with that, like a lot of guys can't, can't really outthink me. And I have like a lot of tenacity and grit. Like I fight with a lot, a lot of, you know, passion. Yeah, so that, that'll that definitely, you know, help me out in terms of getting me into that, you know, elite level when it comes to, you know, getting up to the top 10 rankings and uh, world championship fights and everything like that. Like a lot of guys, I feel like, you know, I fight with like, you know, the whole Brownsville on my back, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's like a lot of, I, I hold them, you know, I carry that with pride, a lot of pride. So. You know, and then everything that I'm fighting for, you know, my brother, I have a brother, I have a brother that passed back in 2017. And I'm sorry, excuse me, 2014, mm-hmm. back in 2014. And uh, so I carry him and I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but every single time I fight, like I have his name on my glove, on the thumb. Yeah, uh, forever. Mm-hmm. I, yeah like that guy, oh, even on my towel, like the towel that I walk in with, like you'll yeah. see forever. I, but like that's, you know, paying oh, okay, that's your brother. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people thought like, uh, even on top rank, they they uh think that uh that's like paying homage to Mike Tyson. Like the towel, yes, the towel yeah. itself is paying mm. homage to Mike Tyson, but the words forever Ike, that's yeah. for my brother. Okay, yeah, okay. We're, we're gonna have to yeah. let them know that, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, top rank, man. Before the last fight, and they still. <laughs> that's right. Heard it here first. That's that's what that yeah, is. For, for Yo, there's there's a lot brother. of firsts happening on this show, which is awesome. Um, good question. What um. So just adding on to, to that question there, what did you feel was the difference in um, from the amateurs to the pros? What did what did you have to adjust um, in your game? Obviously, you can tell us the things that you do in training, but like how how did you have to how did you feel you had to adjust from the amateurs to the I mean, pros? Well, definitely the feeling of eight ounce gloves. Them this is different. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, you realize you better but, keep your defense on point with the main like, like, Yeah, like that's why like in the gym you gotta work to perfection. It's like one little shot that slips through, that could be it. It's yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Them gloves, like it's they're really, really like you can feel it. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh I also learned that um I have to slow down my pace in terms of you know, cause in a, in the amateurs it's, it's all about just you know, you just throw punches and it's very high intense, you know, yeah. and uh you know, it's just always, it's just kind of like just you tap, 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 throw little punches or whatever. It's, the whole game is different. You know, by me going into the pros, I feel at home because I was always, I always had kind of like a pro style. I just implemented to the amateur style just because I had to in order to, you know, get, accomplish, get the accomplishments and go as far as I did. But, you know, uh, definitely, definitely me slowing down and me picking a guy's brain and, you know, taking him, taking him out of his fight, and 
you know, I love that. Like that's home for me. You know, yeah. it's just, the, the, the pros is kind of a easier game for me because it just fits my style. Mm. Well, what do you believe is the greatest challenge that you faced in, in your boxing career so far today? Mm. Uh, to be honest, that's, that's actually a good question. Um, Oh, well, the, the one I, the one I could really think about, to be honest, was when I went to the Pan American Games. I fought the, I fought at the Pan American Games at 132 pounds, mm-hmm. and around that time, which one? I, was, which, which? Do you remember which year was this? 2015 or 17 or 19? This was 2019. 19. Yeah, okay. this was earlier in 2019, and uh, this is. Um, this is the reason why I didn't, I wasn't able to go to the Olympics because I was at 132 at the time. I wasn't at 126 because that's the way that I qualified in that 126. But anyway, I was at 132. This before I made the decision to do so, to go down. Um, it was extremely hard to cut that weight because I haven't been, I was naturally strong at 132 as well. So it was like, I was, you know, my body got conditioned to that and I wasn't at that weight class at 126 in about four or five years before that. Um, so I think me going back down at 126, it was excruciating. Like I knew I had to change my diet. You know, I was already, I was, I'm a, I'm a plant-based uh, um, person. Like I, I'm, I've been on a plant-based diet for about like four years now. Interesting, uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but it was certain things that I had to change in terms of like, you know, cutting out a lot of bread and, you know, making my meals smaller and, you know, and it also increasing my training. And there's a lot going on. To be honest, the first fight that I had at 126, I had no legs at all. Like, wow. Because your body, your body was still adjusting? Yeah, yeah, man, it was ridiculous. And I was actually one of the tournaments that I had to qualify to go into the Olympic trials. And the first fight, my legs were done first round like i'm like oh my gosh like i can't move and i feel like a one of those short one of those isaac cruz guys pitbulls yeah 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 yeah. because they're like so tucked in yeah and he was just mauling me he was just trying to maul me and i was just trying to keep my distance but my legs could not move but i noticed my upper body was was okay so i was just blocking as much as i could i'm telling my dad he's in my corner i'm like dad like i have no legs we like yo do anything you, you can so in the third round, third or final round, it was still like up in the air. If I was kind of up in the air, like <clears throat> I fought the guy with like a, a shoulder roll right hand. Wow. And like he lost his legs. He was like, you know, wobble. He got to stand in eight count. And then after that, I finished him off. And I was just like, whoo. Like, I don't know. If I to go into the decision. But I was able to stop him. And then my body started to adjust as the tournament went on. And, right. you know, after that, I think that's when uh you know my body started to finally you know get used to that weight you know and I, it, it was excruciating man like i honestly throwing up i was like it was so much stuff that was going on throughout that, that whole training process to where it was like i didn't want to go through that again <laughs> <laughs> uh where do you see yourself in 10 years ah uh, man um in 10 years, uh, hopefully I'll be multi-division world champ. Uh, That's it. That's it. Hopefully I'm disputed champ and at least one of those weight divisions um, going up. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely I'll uh, have a name to it. It's like I'm well solidified and uh, you know, the, the history books. And in those 10 years, 
So, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, I'll uh, get, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, the people will see me as such. Yeah, man. Um, when you're ready to retire, what do you want to be remembered for in your career? What legacy do you want to leave behind in boxing? Ah, uh, man. Um, sorry, sorry for the tough questions, brother. But <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's just like uh, to be honest, my authenticity, really, yeah. because a lot of guys come into the game with like a persona and whatnot. Like, no, what you what you see is what you're gonna get, and uh, I'm not gonna, you know, act like anybody or do anything, you know, that's out of my character. You know, I'm gonna be all me. I'm gonna be all Brownsville. I'm gonna be all Bruce Shushu Carrington. You know, and uh, I think uh, I want the people to always remember. You know, look at me and like, oh, that that guy. He he always gave like, you know, you know, crowd please performances. Or like, he always get the you know the the viewers what they wanted to see, even outside of the ring. You know, I yeah. do my little skits here and there on Instagram and whatnot, make my little funny videos and whatever. So. You know, just somebody that's just a well-rounded, a well, a well-rounded individual. Excellent. Mm -hmm. How okay? How, how how did you get the nickname Shushu? We gotta know. We gotta <laughs> a know. People, a lot of people asking that, but uh, to be honest, it was just a baby name. Uh, was, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 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 parents they always called me Shushu because I'm actually uh, Bruce Junior. I'm a junior. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that was just you know the name that my dad called me around everybody, and it's just kind of just. You know, just everybody just kind of kind of caught on to it or whatever. But uh, the Egyptian meaning behind Shushu is uh, the one who rises above all. So ah, you know, there you go. That's the, there we go. That's, that's what we wanted to hear. About. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of yeah. cool when yeah. I found out about that. So it was like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna keep this name. Exactly. I was actually, I was actually in between. Like a lot of people don't know. I was actually in between. Oh, this is actually a first, another first for y'all. Exclusive, you know, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know, but the who's who's know that my other nickname, my boxing nickname was actually the mongoose. And I actually loved the mongoose because, you know, it was kind of, it was an animal that kills snakes. Like in the way how it, you know, when it fights a snake, like a snake try to fight, it's trying to bite it and it weaves it. You know, yeah. it makes it miss, and then it counters it. Like it kind of, like you know. Oh, and I'm like, oh, that's okay, okay. Mongoose, you know. So I kind of <laughs> like that. So a lot of my friends, it was like, yo, they call me Bruce the Mongoose. Like yo, Mongoose. Like you know, I had it. Bruce the Mongoose. You know, it was like, a, yeah, yeah, I like the way that sounds. I like the way that sounds. I'm gonna go Bruce the Mongoose or Bruce Carrington. What's your mom gonna do? But yeah, uh, I kind of like. I love that. It's sick. Yeah, I kind of like Shushu, but just because it's unique. And everybody, yeah. oh, Shushu, who's a Shushu guy? Like, yeah, exactly. Different. You honestly, you hey, and YouTube, all you have to type in is Shushu, and your name will come up. This, you know, oh, yeah, I never yeah. even tried that. That's funny. I'm gonna try that when I yeah. get up this. Yeah, honestly, yeah. in yeah. every every video, too, man, we watch of you, it's always and Shushu with the shot to the ribs. Yeah, Shushu, yeah. Shushu. Yeah. It's everybody yeah. just says Shushu. It's it's yeah. become that household name, man. And it's and it's great. I knew you as Shushu before I knew, like, I like, I remember Shushu before I remember Bruce. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I chose the name. Like, I really yeah. thought, like, really hard on it. I'm like, what, yeah. what name is more catchy? You know, and then and then also, uh, Willie Monroe Jr., he got El Mongoose and stuff like that. So I'm like, man, I don't want no name that somebody else got. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny you said that because I was thinking, I was like, I thought there's a, there's another boxer named Mongoose, but I don't know. That. Yeah. yeah, so it's funny that you mentioned it. We have uh, we have a question from uh, one of our, our British counterparts, man, Carl from Last Bell Boxing overseas. He's asking you who your favorite British fighter is right now. My favorite British fighter right now. Oh, that was a good question. Um, I like Chris Eubank. I like Chris Eubank. I ain't even gonna lie. I, I really like Chris Eubank. Um, 
I don't know if would would they do they consider I don't know if they consider Tyson Fury British. Do they? Yeah. They they, they claim yeah. him. They claim him. Well to be honest, if if not if they if they claim him, then he's my favorite. Like by far. By <laughs> Yo, far. I, I'm pretty sure our friend Carl will agree because he loves Tyson Fury too. So <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, by far. Like I love Tyson Fury, man. Like that that guy, he's my favorite. His charisma, the way he fight. Liam Smith is great. It's, it's cool too. I like Liam Smith. You know what's funny? I actually felt like Liam Smith was doing pretty well against uh, Canelo Alvarez. Like his game plan was like pretty was was pretty good. Uh, I don't think you know. I felt like I wish he threw a little bit like you know more punches in, mm -hmm. in that fight. But you know, once Mayweather caught him with the body shots and was dropping him, then yeah, you know, I was born in Manchester. All right, cool. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Good, good, good. Shout out but to yeah, Carl no. from Last Bell Boxing Boxing Podcast. He got so much respect for me uh, because of that whole trilogy with uh, uh, Deontay Wilder. Like, I was going for Deontay from the first and second fight. Um, uh, wait, man, let me see. The first fight, yeah, I was going for Deontay the first and second fight. Even the third fight was kind of, I was kind of on the edge a little bit because I started to grow a lot of love for Tyson Fury. But it was just like, I love how he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with uh, Deontay Wilder. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of guys, like, other than um, <clears throat> Luis Ortiz, a lot of guys wasn't going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Deontay Wilder. Like, that right, guy, right. Like, you get caught with that one right hand. Oh, yeah, over. man. Yeah, the you shotgun, know, man. Wilder, uh, in total, Deontay Wilder knocked down Tyson Fury four times, and, and Tyson Fury still was getting up. Yeah. He was still coming at him. And yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. Like, what type of guts you have to have to, yeah. to do that? Respect. Mm -hmm. And everything that he went through with you know his mental breakdowns and stuff like that, and all things he's gone through. Respect. Like there's nothing that, and he's such a humble. He's such a humble guy, and and the way he, he treats his uh his uh, training camp guys and, and his coaches, and it's like a big family. Like I'm seeing that through cameras and TVs, and then I have a stable. I have a, a friend, uh, Jared Anderson, that spars him all the time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He tells me like that's what it really is. Tons of respect for Tyson Fury because of that. Yo, Jared yes. Anderson, yo. Big shout out to him, man. Honestly, I love watching that cat fight too, man. Yeah, yeah, he's the next nah, one. Nah, he's, he's, he's the next one. Up. The next uh, uh, American heavyweight champion. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. Yeah. I've been pumping that kid since day one. Mm -hmm. I reached out to him, tried to get him on the show, but I was invisibly in a hold of him. But yes, man. I'll let him know. I'll let yeah. him know. Yes, Yo, please. let him know. Let him know. Please. We've been trying to talk to him from time, man. Honestly, I got uh, honestly, I've been watching him since he turned pro. And and I kept telling everybody, you gotta watch out for this kid, man. This yeah, yeah, clean, yeah, for sure. Clean that heavyweight division up, man. And uh, and he has the charisma, and uh, and you know he he walks the walk and talks the talk too. Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not just saying this because we know that you know him. Like we've been saying this for, for yeah, a while. Yeah. So he's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, he he always comes out with the you know the most uh outrageous oh, uniforms. Yeah. yeah, the uniform and outfits and whatnot. You know, but when he I, came out with the white, the pimp with the white hat and the cane and everything. I was oh, like, that was sick. I was backstage, right? I was yeah. backstage. Oh, you were there? <laughs> yeah, I was backstage with him, right? And in, in the locker room, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yo, bro, what is the outfit gonna be today? Because you didn't put no teasers out on Instagram, you didn't do none of that. You usually tell me what's up. Let me see what he pulls it out. He had like the hat and he had the, the, the robe with, with the cane. And I'm everything, like, man. 
Then he really killed me. He's like, yo, I'm going to walk out with top ring girls. I'm like, oh, yo, you're going to kill him. You're going to kill him when you do that. And then he had to walk. <laughs> yo. Like, he killed me. He yo, that so was amazing. Yeah. Yo, they're gonna love him. The boxing game is gonna love him. Oh yeah, yeah. I think my favorite was was uh, when he came out with the chef outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he came Absolutely. up, yeah. and you know he was coming to chef that guy up a knockout for sure. You know, just, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right like, yeah. down there, bro. I'll be right down there to chef you up that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Some sick shit, man. Honestly, uh, what what a blast we're having today, man, Bruce. I know you're a busy man. I know we're coming up on on, on the time for the end of the show. Uh, do you want to be loved or do you want to be feared in your career? Uh, I want to be loved, man. Like, to be honest, um, like, it's, it's a difference. Like, I want to be a people's champion, yep. you know? Like, I, I I know this is a total – it's a big difference when, you know, no disrespect to, uh, you know, like Mayweather and them guys and like that, but, you know, it's just a big difference when, you know, you're – I wouldn't say Mayweather's not feared either, but I wouldn't call him a people's champ. Like, I like how – when Mike Tyson, wherever he goes, yeah, you know, I, people cater to him because he's like he's so loved, and you know, Mayweather's hated, you know, obviously because of like you know uh, the persona that he you know, yeah. continues to present on social media and yeah. why he was in the box and whatever. But Mike Tyson, he's loved by almost everyone. Yeah, you know, he goes, he's like respected by almost everyone, and it's like that's like something that I like. You know, you go into a, a place <clears throat> and they just. You, know, you don't even people would be like yeah, your money is not you know good here your money's yeah. not good here I, that's something that's really genuine and we have fury people champion like you know Definitely. it's Definitely. a different type of superstar than right there totally it's, a, it's, a, it's two different type of things and that's one thing that i'm striving for excellent any is last there anything that of- you're um are you anything that you're working on outside of the outside of the sport that uh, that you're that you want to that you want to promote that we can help you promote i know you said you know when you were amateur you were already had the mindset of of promoting yourself getting ready for that for the pros that's why yeah going into the pros you already had leverage and and a following going into that is there anything that you're doing now that you know you want to promote oh well yeah no i have uh t-shirts i have shirts that that's um uh, yeah, you guys can uh, hit me up about those shirts on uh, uh, my Instagram, Bruce underscore Carrington. Um, I have my, my, my parallel out. Um, oh, I also have a documentary that's out. It's called uh, Brownsville Born. Oh, yeah. You guys, yeah, you guys can watch that on brownsvilleborn.com. Okay. It's basically yeah. like a crash. It gives you a bitch to tell you about my life, my background, my, my story, uh, what I've been through, how it's going up, how it is growing up in Brownsville. And it also talks about, you know, the passing of my brother. Um, to be honest, that 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 uh, documentary, it wasn't even supposed to be what it came out to be. It was just supposed to be like a boxing documentary. It's just guys just following me and, uh, you know, the story was just going to come out to where it was going to come out. But once my brother passed, the director just kind of like, you know, saw a different vision about it and, you know, made it about, um, you know, how can I say, uh, just, you know, just gun violence, just, you know, building the awareness. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Building the and- awareness. And violence, and that's you know, why uh, I could see. Um, you know, you mentioned how uh, you know you see how Tyson Fury came through the the all that stuff, but like you you kind of have that that same that same path and story as far as coming where you came from from Brownsville, knowing that area and how rough it is, and and the lifestyle that you can easily you know get into. Um, yeah, and you you know we're, we're we're good enough to have the mental strength because I think that's something that's that's overlooked by a lot of people. Like it. 
it takes a lot of mental strength not to get like a lot of the the influences around you yeah. to to take you know to take over you and and go you you go towards those influences you were That's able right. to stay mentally strong stay on the right path and um and obviously successful you know you're on the right path to to, to get to that ultimate goal so you know i think it's very mm -hmm. important it's very important that uh people hear this message um i'm glad that there's a documentary is it out yet because we need we need to promote yeah. that more so, yeah you yeah. know yeah, it's, it's been out since 2019. Been out <laughs> okay, since 2019. good 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 yeah. but it's something that i want to continue to push especially where, now tell, tell people exactly where they can find it because they need to they need you, to see this you guys can find it on brownsvilleborn.com you know what we'll, we'll get our producer to put a link to it actually in the uh in the comments of this video here so yeah, that people yeah, don't yeah, have definitely. to search for it well we do yeah. the work so they don't have to you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> now hey, once, hey people people like that people like you know the, the easy access and you know that's you know, right they, they, so yeah definitely help me out and do that for me <laughs> yeah man, for sure for sure yeah. all right talking fight fans Thanks for tuning in to today's special episode of Knuckle Up at Four with Mike Orr and Cedric Ben. Having Bruce Shushu Carrington in the house. Thank you again, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you, champ. Thank you. Coming to join us. Much love and respect. We're going to definitely be watching you in your career. Guys, June 18th, mark that date on your calendar. I will definitely be reminding you. Shushu's back in the ring again, man. Back in action, doing what he does best. And that's laying mother out, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, guys, you can also follow me on Twitter on, as uh, Bruce, no, excuse me, B underscore Carrington one. That's B right. underscore one, my Twitter. You guys go ahead and follow that. And the All Instagram right. is Bruce underscore Carrington, correct? Bruce underscore Carrington is my, is my Instagram, yes. Excellent. There, it's in the comments, brownsvilleborn.com. It's right there, guys. <laughs> Check out that documentary. You're going to love it. I'm definitely going to be checking it out after this interview. Yeah, definitely tune in. Let me know. And hit me in the yeah, and let me know, you know, how you like it, man. Definitely. Excellent. Uh, Thanks, Talking Fight good. fans. We'll see you next time. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Cedric, it's always a pleasure. Bruce, yeah, man. Stick around for a sec. You know what it is, fans. Future, future pound for pound champ, Bruce Carrington on the show, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Really appreciate that. To all the Knuckle Up fans, we'll see you next time. Same channel, new prospect. You know what it is. Knuckle Up. <laughs>